welcome to the Chewing Gum Podcast, where we'll be chewing on some of our honest Asian Australian experiences. I'm Sherry. And I'm Clover. Welcome back to episode 35. On today's episode, we want you to start talking about something a bit more serious. We thought it would be a good idea to shed some light on the concern between Russia and Ukraine at the moment. Bear in mind that this episode was researched and recorded on the 5th of April, and so things have, might have been, so new updates could have happened by then. But this episode will kind of serve as a summary of the history and the events up to this point. So let's just start with a broad question. How did we both hear about this first? What, what was your first impression? Um, I first heard about it, well, I'm not really up to date with the news, I'll be honest, but I didn't know about it when people started posting it on Instagram stories, mm. and then I started reading about it from there, and my boyfriend is really into history and politics and whatnot, so he kind of like gave me a whole summary of things as well, so that's how I got to know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it on the good old place of TikTok. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know anything about politics. I'm not like a political person at all. Um, so the first time I found out was through TikTok. Mm. Um, and that's when like, it was like breaking news and it was like everywhere. And then I was just like, oh, what is all of this? It's so confusing. Um, and then I watched a couple more videos about it and I'm like, wow, this is like actually like really serious stuff. Like, mm. like you would think that something like this and a war wouldn't happen anymore, especially yeah. after like what's happened before. Like it's, yeah. it's so weird that we are pretty much going through a really big war. Yeah. So that was my first impression. Um, but also we wanted to use this platform to educate ourselves and tell everyone about the backstory of how the war started as well. So, you want to take it away? Yeah. So, basically, Ukraine was part of the Russian Empire in the 18th and 19th century. And then, somehow, during um, the, Russian, um, the Russian Revolution, they kind of broke free and got independent for a short while. But then they um, were quickly just re-attacked um, by the Soviet Union and they became part of the USSR and after that um, as you know that the USSR follows a communistic like ideology so that's very different to like lots of the other capitalist um, opinions on the west side of Europe at the time so because there was this I guess great divide between the west side and the east side which was co- the east, the east side was ruled by the Russian Empire and the west side was ruled... Um, they followed more like a capitalistic approach, so um, they, they weren't for communism, so they were very different. And when the west side decided to form an alliance with um, US and Canada, and that's what, would, what we know as NATO right now, and the east side formed um, the Warsaw Pact. And basically, um, the alliance meant that would have each country's support if a country's part of the alliance were to be invaded. So if, I guess, like, one part of, like, let's say Poland, which is part of NATO, um, was under attack, then, like, everyone part of that NATO alliance will have to support and help in that, um, defending that country. So, yeah, um... Well, however, 
the Soviet Union grew weak and many Republicans broke free from the Soviet domination, including Ukraine in 1991. And gradually over the recent years, these Republicans started joining NATO. Ukraine has been wanting to join NATO for a while now and to really just seal the deal against the pro-Russian government. Therefore, there was this big protest with the Ukraine people, which lasted for many, many months and drove the president out of the office. It was not an easy protest. Thousands and hundreds of people were hurt in the process and killed, true, not to forget that. Um, however, that does not stop Vladimir Putin at all. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, you know, it's just cathartic it's, relief, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pronunciation. <laughs> Anyways, over the years, he seized um, Crimea and regions of Donetsk and Luhansk and removed them from Ukraine's leadership, killing 14k people and displacing 2 million people as well. And then things started to thicken in at the end of 2021. Very recently, Russia started staging troops around the border of Ukraine, denying plans to invade um, Ukraine. However, a month later, Russia proposed to NATO saying that um, you should stop expanding and retract back the original border back into 1997. And the Western leaders, of course, um, declined. And in response, they placed troops on standby um, as well to, to protect that border. So on the 21st of February, Putin made a statement for an intended invasion and move troops to the Ukraine border. I think at first everyone thought it was just a kind of threat. It wasn't really an actionable cause yet. Mm. But the president of the Ukraine pleaded peace as a response, but to no avail. A few hours later, Russia did launch its attack on the Ukraine. Many countries spoke out in this approach and lots of protests around the world. And even in Russia, neighboring nations was ex was excited to accept Ukraine people that were escaping, um, and the U.S. troops were sent to Eastern Europe as well. Well, Putin is obviously not happy about this. He threatened um, on live television, saying that whoever tries to stop us should know that Russia's response will be immediate and will lead to such consequences that you have never faced in history. So that's a big threat to throw out. Being one of the largest nuclear warfare arsenals as well, that makes them very intimidating and every nation is, um, who even thinks of interfering with them will have to think twice for sure. Um, and since then, um, many sanctions have been placed against Russia to kind of slow their efforts down. Um, and they've been also been sending more military aid to Ukraine as they continue to fight for independence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we wanted to give a brief rundown about how this situation, this war has been affecting people in the Ukraine. Of course, we're not really there. I've never been there, so mm. I can't really explain the emotional response or what people are possibly going through. We can, I can only see what I see on social media and there are really sad things happening out there where people have to abandon their homes and it's so hard getting out of the country as well. Just, have you seen anything like that on, on your social medias? 
Yeah, I guess like when it just broke out, everyone was just like posting up pictures and videos of like the devastation of the area after like the attacks and seeing how like all these explosions are happening mm -hmm. as well. It's it's kind of insane because like we would think that it, yeah, it happened in the past and wouldn't really happen now. Hoping that we would have learned our lesson by now, but unfortunately that wasn't the case and. I remember I watched like one of this TikTok and then it was like a um, a Ukrainian that escaped um, Ukraine and they he was just like eating a piece of bread and he was just crying and sobbing and just like really grateful for that piece of bread. Um, yeah, like that just like made me think like wow, like it's must be must have been really hard for that person. Um, no doubt like the amount of like stress and emotional trauma um, that's inflicted is just unparamount so yeah I think it is really tough and I remember like also at uni they also placed like these um, support systems for like people who are somehow affected like by it in Sydney at the moment so like if they have families back in Ukraine and whatnot so they could like access like additional like cycle um therapy sessions and whatnot and just like have someone to talk to financial aid and whatnot so yeah it's it's all happening mm -hmm. i i was i saw on tiktok there was this there's this active girl that on the platform um that pretty much showed her journey just to try and escape from ukraine um, you see in the first week she stays in the subway station and she tries to take light heart of the situation by being like this is how you make a cup of coffee in the middle of the night in a subway station and she tried to make everything like a joke just to I guess keep everyone's morals up and of course it's really hard and when she showed the subway station, everywhere was packed. You see everyone just laying on the floor with their sleeping bags and tents. People were taking sleeping on the stairs as well. So it's really hard. And she did go around the Ukraine as well. And she, she, she went around the street and she showed video clips of what it was like just walking down and seeing all of the buildings all burnt down or destroyed. And then you see her process trying to escape as well. And she ended up in Poland and she got to that point and she was just so thankful for just getting that f full normal meal, like a normal person and mm. not coming from a tin can of tuna or anything like that. So I, I, I just can't comprehend what she went through. And like a lot of people, they, they turn to humor as a way just to, I guess, let go of that dark feeling there they have and it's just definitely quite hard when you see something like that it it really comes to mind like how grateful you have to be with what we have available here luckily australia is a very safe country in this aspect i mean we're still we're quite chill um so it's it's it makes me realize how grateful i am just to be here and have like a, a built like a shelter over my head and have food that i can eat so it's definitely it's definitely like an experience that we can all reflect on and it's not just people who are in Russia or in Ukraine as well. Yeah. yeah. Although like we don't like feel it as much. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah like it does serve as a really good reminder for us to not take everything we have for granted for sure yeah yeah but I guess like we could also talk about like how this has affected like the world um indirectly indirectly as well um Mm -hmm. I guess like just to start us off you may have noticed like the prices for like oil and gas have like increased like a lot a lot so that's one of the things that's happening as you know Russia is one of the biggest producers for like oil and gas so now that we've placed sanctions against them we aren't able to import any oil from them and we have to get it from other countries like the US and the Middle East and obviously that puts a whole strain of like the entire world and the entire economy so that's why like prices have pretty much almost doubled at this point yeah yeah i it's so surprising whenever i like try and get fuel now because i'm like oh my god it's so much Mm. just to fill up a full tank like it costs me more than a hundred now and Mm. i need fuel (laughs) but like i remember like months ago it was just like oh yeah like sixty dollars for a full tank yeah that's that's so expensive and now it's just like wow now i'm like doubling almost doubling the price of what i paid yeah for sure yeah i remember actually watching this funny tiktok of like this person he was just making a joke where like oh my god like he filled up like it was like two hundred dollars worth and then um a trip to bali is actually two hundred (laughs) dollars so australia (laughs) gotta love it (laughs) yeah um we can't really forget about the inflation as well six percent inflation this year as usually usually we have like three percent yeah so well, things are quite expensive now. I don't. I probably don't think work can cover it anymore. Oh my gosh! You have to pick up more work, and yeah, that's that's another very sad aspect that we all have to go through. Yeah, I mean it's understandable. It's still like um, projected to increase to six percent, but it's quite likely just to you know recover all that cost that's happening right now. So, yeah, um, but because there is such limited, like, I guess, resources in terms of fossil fuels now, um, a lot of, like, researchers and, like, companies are looking towards developing um, renewable resources. So that's a plus side for, like, sustainability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As an engineer, do you have any thoughts on that? My mind is just like crammed with nuclear fuel because that's all i know (laughs) that's that's my main study right now um so i i guess nuclear fuel is the way to go but there's like a whole different aspect to that as well so i think one when you study all the energy sources you're just like wow there's like a lot of flaws in all of the types of sustainability like we think that solar power is great and we think that wind power is great and it's a good renewable resource but it's quite expensive Mm. to actually develop yeah so it's very good that a lot of research is going into like these topics here because there i think there are definitely ways that we can reduce the cost of like building the equipment and all of that stuff um so it's a good thing that a lot of scientists are looking into this now and the government's funding this true 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I I think I read in the article where it's like, oh, what they really want to focus on, like with renewable energy, it's sort of, um, yeah, harnessing that energy. And in Australia, it's particularly quite sunny, so mm-hmm. we do want to harness like as much energy we have. And then the other issue is finding an appropriate way to store them and transport them as well is another issue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're keen to see what the future holds in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so how can we support the Ukraine? Um, so first of all, we've we've just touched base very lightly on the yeah. background of the situation. There's so much more that we could talk about, but obviously we want to keep this episode quite short. Um, and there is always more research and more education that we can do. And especially you guys out there as well. It's very important just to educate yourself on this and know what's happening in the world. How this situation is affecting yourself as well as other people. Yeah. So I say the first thing we can do to support Ukraine is really educate ourselves about this. And also donating as well. That's, that's another option too. So we put up a list of charities on our Instagram at Chewing Gum Podcast. Mm-hmm. And... So please check them out. Please donate. Um, One dollar is goes so far, really. That's just a piece of bread right there. Yeah. For that happy man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's it means it would mean a lot just by just by a little bit of your time. Yeah. And One dollar is is just a coin that you could pick up in the street and you can just give that to anyone else. Any effort is good than no effort yeah. is what we say mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Hmm. And if you could, like, and if there is one, you could join a peace protest as well, just to, I guess, um, widen the spread for awareness as well. And, you know, when people see there's so many people involved, like, they kind of, like, want to get involved themselves as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So, just if you're joining a movement, that would be, like, really beneficial as well. Yeah. 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 Anything else to add? No, I think that's it. So that comes to the end of this episode. We know we've just covered quite an, an intense and heavy topic. And there is so much more out there as well. But we just really wanted to cover the basics about how important this issue is. But if you're interested to learn more, we'll post up some useful articles on our Instagram. And we'll post up any of the charities as well. And now as like a cathartic relief, we'll be doing some fun in our next episode. We're going to be covering movies and childhood movies that really shaped our personality of who we are today our favorite ones as well and Mm -hmm. we'll just rediscover our inner child again and just think about the past yeah (laughs) instead of of worrying about the future here yeah Um, but we'll see you guys next time Bye. bye